Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm Laurel Brown, founder of Inner Evolution. I'm a mama of two, an authentic yoga enthusiast, and a personal development junkie. Coming at you from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Each week, Inner Growth takes all of my experience and knowledge of personal development and spreads it across the globe to teach guide and assist you in your personal journey of inner growth. Get ready to experience self-love, self-development, and soul-searching with inner growth. I'm so excited for today's interview with Brittany Reed, founder of Sacred Millionaire. We are going to be talking about work-life balance. For me, over the past six months running Inner Evolution, I've found it really challenging to balance my passion for work and self-care. You know, as an entrepreneur, it can be challenging to turn yourself off from work, especially when you're someone like me who works from home. But I even remember looking back at my old job, I would take my work home with me. Even at five o'clock when I could leave the office, there was always something to think about when I got home or I would physically bring papers, computer home with me. What I have learned though is that there is a huge need to balance work, life, and spirituality because if you don't, burnout is going to happen. We're also going to be talking about how to incorporate ritual, ceremony, and self-care directly into your business. I'm passionate about personal development and self-care, and I have found that it goes hand in hand with running a business. Brittany Reed, who we're going to be interviewing today, is an expert in all things business and all things spirituality. She incorporates the two into her daily life. So before we get started, I want you to think about your work-life balance. Do you incorporate self-care into your work? Or are you spending more time on one than the other? Do you ever feel burnt out, stressed, or feel fatigue? Think about it. Now let's dive into this insightful and incredible interview with Brittany Reed. So today we're going to talk about how to balance business and self-care. But before we get started, tell the audience a little bit about who you are. Oh, welcome everybody. My name is Brittany Reed. I am a local Regina, Saskatchewan gal, prairie girl. Um, I was born and raised in a small town and I had a very big desire after growing up in a small town and then being in a small community high school community that I wanted to just go and travel the world and see what was out there. I wanted to actually discover what I was interested in and I, cause I was so fascinated by so much mm-hmm. that 
the word like what do you want to do when you grow up or what are you doing for college freaked me out because I was like I don't know I want to do everything yeah (laughs) so um I basically grew up here I traveled for um on and off for seven years living in different places around the world and then came back to Regina, Saskatchewan and now I run my own business here and for my business I'm an online soulful mentor Mm -hmm. and also teaching a lot about money mindset how to incorporate spirituality into your business and that is really the quick version yeah so how did you get started in like personal development and spirituality Mm. because it's a big part of your life right now where is its origins okay so it started when I was 14 years old I got my first book at uh, my first job. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has followed my journey, everyone knows that I've worked a million and one jobs. <laughs> and when I was younger, I had always three jobs on the go. Mm-hmm. I just loved working and I loved kind of putting myself into different environments to learn. Yeah. So it started from that, but I actually was handed my first book. And it was Light on Life by BKS Ingar. Mm-hmm. And it is not a mindset book. It's not <laughs> a personal development book that you would maybe normally gravitate to right like now in today's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do find it in the self-help um, area in chapters, I believe. But it BKS Ingar, he, it was a Hatha yogi. Mm-hmm. So it was all about the philosophies of yoga and how to live a yogic life. Yeah more than just go and practice yoga, it really was starting to um, talk about all of the niyamas and yamas. Right. So that right. was my very first book when I was 14. So did you read it when you were 14? I read or? it and I still own it today. I yeah. actually still have it. And uh, I just refound it, which was nice because in the last two years, I've gathered pretty well all of my belongings from different parts of the world. Yeah. And now I have them all with me. And I found that book. and. Yeah. Talk about like a book that has empowered you and Mm -hmm. really spoke to you at the beginning stages. When you reopen it, Mm -hmm. it's just a whole different experience than even just an old book. There's just so much life to it. So that was the origin of when it all began. How did your practice develop from there? Wow. So my practice developed from working three jobs and being a little bit wild and crazy yeah, yeah. And, learning, and learning all of the differences of different positions, different um, job descriptions. And my practice started uh, shortly after when I was 16, I got in a very bad car accident. Oh. Um, I survived it. Um, bless the universe. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a car that you would have thought someone would survive from. Mm-hmm. And that's when I actually started the yeah. asana part. That's when I started to really work into the physical body. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of my readings from when I first started when I was 14 to when I was 16 was a lot of like theory and principle and everything. Whereas I started the actual asana. So the, for anyone that maybe is new to yoga or hasn't, read um, a lot of books on yoga or asana is the physical practice Mm -hmm. of yoga. So those are the poses that you would do in a practice. Mm -hmm. So that's really when the, my body opened Mm -hmm. because there was so much pain in my body from the car accident that I had to go inward. Right. 
And I started to actually understand the difference between running around with three jobs and then yoga. Right. Actual, subtle, simple being. Right. Coming back to stillness. I really love, like, I just love working. Mm-hmm. I grew mm-hmm. up with a very, um, with a family that like strong work ethics mm-hmm. and, and having that. So I feel so grateful for that, but I also know it was like very imbalanced. Right. Cause I almost was like addicted to it. Right. Like, yeah, it's just like, work seven days a week all day long. Yeah. Let's work like this job to that job. Let's work until 3am, all these different things. Right. Um, but you know, when you first start learning how to make your own money too, mm-hmm. that definitely. So how did you decide and make the switch from all of those jobs and working really hard to yeah. being a entrepreneur? Mm. So the pivotal moment was moving out to Vancouver. So yeah. that happened when I was 21 and I moved out to Vancouver mm-hmm. and pretty well I was, had no job wasn't going to school. I just moved into a huge city. I had never actually applied for a job Mm -hmm. because people knew me. Yeah. So that they would just hire me. Right. And so I never actually had to like write up a real resume. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) um, So I didn't really have the opportunity to just start three jobs when I went to Vancouver. Right. You also have so many people there. Right. So when I, um, that was really when it all shifted mm-hmm. and I realized how much I loved living. Right. Yeah. Yes. So I just like, I didn't want multiple jobs and I wouldn't do it. Right. And it wasn't even. So what switched then going from just moving, just moving hey, it was just being moving. in a different. Yeah. 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 It was just moving and understanding that. There's so much more to do in Vancouver than yeah. in the winter months here. Right. So I just didn't want to because I, I <laughs> just moved to a city, into the mountains. I wanted to go hiking and I wanted to meet friends. Right. But then sometimes you do that while you work. But I, I just, it wasn't sort of a choice. That I, it wasn't like I'm not going to apply for a million jobs or right. try to get three jobs, which a lot of people will work three jobs in Vancouver. Right. Right. Um, because it's just a higher living, you know, it's higher living cost and yeah. then the wages don't, um, align really well. Yeah. But I just was so excited to just, just be, to be there. <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll work for nothing and yeah. just like hang out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was challenging though. Oh, I bet. Because I didn't know what to do with myself actually for a while. It was mm-hmm. like, well, what do I do? Because mm-hmm. I was so used to just working, eating really well, and then doing my practice. Right. Um, or running or doing something physical. Right. Um, but that's all that was re- just repeated. Right. Over and over right. again. Yeah. So when you started to become an entrepreneur, what was your first business? Yeah. yeah so I started um, my nutrition practice right right at the final stages of when I was graduating and I had worked like contracted to, to some people Mm -hmm. and to some businesses, Mm -hmm. but I started literally selling nutrition programs online. Yeah. Super. I called it like the hippify way of selling (laughs) things online. You definitely will not probably make money the way I used to do it Yeah. nowadays just because it's advanced so much, but 
um, yeah, I started selling nutrition programs and helping people in group programs um, over the internet and right. through email. And it gave me this this little, I call it that seed, right? Right. Of curiosity of how much it could actually flourish. Right. Yeah. Right. That glimpse into... It's just the glimpse into yeah. complete freedom and that I could be anywhere at any time yeah. doing my job or, you know, doing my practice, yeah. um, helping and inspiring people and really making a shift in people's lives through food at the time. Yeah. And I just remember sitting in, like sitting on my dining room table and making up a program to send out and then having like six people sign up to like a, a live workshop mm-hmm. um, back here because I knew I was flying back here. And it was my first workshop that I ever had presented within my practice Uh, that it just, it literally, I could just feel this surge of energy within me that was, I've never received in a job because it was purely my creative energy, what I had to say, Mm -hmm. how to help somebody Mm -hmm. and that I could do it anywhere. (laughs) Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to like personal development for yeah. a second. What challenges have you faced in your journey of discovering yourself? So my challenges that I've faced, I see them as building blocks. Right. And I, when I was very young, I was diagnosed with celiac disease. So that was a challenge living in a small town. And it really impacted my sense of self really just overall Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. so many people would be able to eat all of these different things and I was that like one little duckling right (laughs) in the corner that couldn't eat anything or when we went out like for birthday parties and that at the time here in Regina that's over 10 years ago right that there wasn't gluten-free like you would mention gluten-free and people would stare blankly at you right um and it's just because it like people didn't know much about it and um, there was a lot of research being done and, and it just hadn't hit Saskatchewan yet right. um, with the awareness. So that was, that was like the first very, my self-esteem literally was yeah. gone. Right. Cause I just, I didn't even, I, I couldn't even order something which felt so embarrassing. Right. Right. Um, and that actually, which, you know, finding out that I was celiac had saved my life because I was able to heal myself right. and, and understand what my actual physical challenges were when I came, when we're talking about symptoms. But right. from that, because I couldn't eat and I actually was just so stressed um, that nothing made my body feel good. Right. So I wasn't able to like even process a salad with feeling good. Mm-hmm. I would eat like I could eat you know, gluten-free cookies and still feel horrible. And then I could go and try to eat something that's full of nutrients and fruit and, yeah. you know, a smoothie and I would feel just as bad. Right. So I just stopped eating. Oh no. Cause I just felt better. Right. I was like, I feel way better. Right. Not eating. Right. It's less complicated. <laughs> I apparently, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I started to, I was working out a lot still and I started to see the physical difference. Mm-hmm. And then I got addicted to looking at the number on the scale. Mm -hmm. And that led me into such a distorted body image. Right. 
And it was, it's so interesting because I was still practicing yoga. I was reading yoga. I was yeah. reading about ahimsa, no harm to anything or anything but to yourself. Right. But I just couldn't get old. Like, I just didn't feel good. Right. And they, the doctors, I mean, I would go and see many practitioners and they just didn't really understand why I didn't feel good, mm-hmm. even eating gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been like a huge healing journey. But then as soon as I actually got on the flight to Australia, the first time when I graduated, I remember it was at the peak of it. And I yeah. left. I remember I didn't eat and I didn't even eat at my going away party. I like mm-hmm. picked off of a plate. Mm-hmm. And then I flew and landed in Sydney and I ate <laughs> the biggest breakfast. Yeah. And I was so happy. Yeah. Um, so I actually didn't, like I battled for it a little bit. Like there was definitely times where um, I was getting better and I could see my body as whole mm-hmm. and just beautiful as is. But yeah. then there was this also expectation that we, women are supposed to look and be a certain thing. And then going to Australia, we're literally you're, you know, sitting on the beach with people that live a very, very active lifestyle mm-hmm. because of the climate. Yeah. And they, Australians, I just feel like take care of their body so much. Right. Um, that it, it really impacted my perception of myself. Right. Um, but I just remember, and I would eat like an entire chocolate bar yeah. and be like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have any thought process right. anymore that, you know, don't eat that chocolate bar. It's going to go to your hips or something like, yes. like I did. Yeah. Um, and I felt great. Yeah. And I literally would eat food and I would feel so good. And did I gain a bunch of weight? I did. Yeah. But I never had felt better. Right. Yeah. Right. Those are the two biggest, you know, you're 14, 16, 18. You're in those years of, as women going through puberty, identifying Mm -hmm. who you are, understanding womanhood, like understanding, trying to understand your body's fluctuations, going through, you know, these, these high school perceptions of what, you know, we're meant to be like and mm-hmm. and uh it just yeah really those were the moments but yet I was doing so much internal work to try to get me out of it right and I continuously came back to books and education right and um, I wouldn't put any sort of vaccination in my body mm-hmm. so I was living like I wouldn't take prescriptions mm-hmm. I wouldn't do anything but yet I wouldn't eat right hey. which is the very opposite right yeah <laughs> of then teaching nutrition And Uh, is that how you got into nutrition after going through this, your own journey? Yeah. Yeah. So that led me into it. Um, And I just remember my dad always saying, Brittany, all you love doing is studying and reading holistic health, well-being. And I know you're going through these building blocks Mm -hmm. um, that are challenging Mm -hmm. and that aren't maybe the most self-caring. Yes. He goes, but, you know, this is all you love doing. And yeah. and it, so going to Vancouver was a very huge healing yeah. area because that was um, shortly after, about a year and a half after I returned from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And I went to Vancouver and I was able to just completely, I, the my personal development really kind of sprang from there mm-hmm. when I moved to Vancouver because I didn't know anyone except a few people. Right. It was just like a space right. to actually discover who I want to become yes. rather than try to find out who I am. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't believe that we're trying to find who we are. I believe that we 
can choose today to mm-hmm. become who you want to become. Right. So, because then that's moving you forward rather than trying back. to move back. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's a beautiful space out yeah. there. <laughs> it's interesting too, like for me, when I moved even to Regina, right, it was mm-hmm. kind of just that leaving, for me, it was leaving everything behind. My family, I had no friends here and it was just a space to start over and yeah. focus on myself. It's interesting how moving can really do that. Yeah. And you. some people don't need that at all. Like right. some people right. really actually don't thrive on moving. Like some people will say, Brit, like I could never just move across the world or move to a, you know, different city or somewhere else. Right. That's scary. Right. But for me, I was just like, I needed that. Right. When I got that taste in Australia, mm-hmm. I knew that if I was going to heal myself, I needed to change my complete environment. Right. Right. Exactly. So today, what does your self-care look like? I know you do rituals and yeah. ceremonies and that's a big part of your life. So what does it look like? Walk us through from when you wake up to Beautiful. before you go to bed. <laughs> so when I wake up, uh, our newest thing, so my partner and I, we do this together, but we have a uh, prayer and affirmation that's actually on our wall. So it's the first thing that you see. Mm-hmm. And you repeat that, um, the, what I've been learning just with different programs and that is the, the moment of actually sleep to the waking state is actually a very negative moment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just want to stay in bed because you're just feeling lower, like you're groggy or just sleeping. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not aligned, then you're, you know, that you're going to do something that maybe doesn't excite you. Right. Um, but we love what we do yeah. and I love what I do, but I just really love the idea of having a prayer the moment I wake up. Cause I right. truly feel like it is a gift to right. wake up yeah. and to experience today. So yeah. that's the biggest, that's the newest thing for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's the newest thing that happens. Um, and then we go into, um, so my, my partner and I, we actually pretty well not do the same thing, but it, we often have like the same routine in the morning for our, our sacred practice, which is honestly so incredibly blessed yeah. to experience that because I've never had that. Right. I was always by myself doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so beautiful to share that mm-hmm. and to build a connection through that. So we meditate and then I will usually begin my Kundalini practice um, depending on what sadhana I'm part of um, that I'm doing, I'll be either uh, the length is determined. Mm-hmm. It's not always the same. And then sometimes I will particularly like target different areas of my body that maybe feel tension um, or that I might be working on with like my trainer or someone. Right. Um, so that's like a practitioner, if they're trying to get me to do certain things to alleviate certain stagnations within the body, then I usually do that then. Right. And we drink lots of water in the morning as well. And I'll do saging Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And that is a big house practice. I like to sage my entire house and also myself. Yes. And from there, I often have time to read. So I'll do readings. Yeah. Um, with any sort of book that I have right. or reflecting on certain books. And then I love smoothies. <laughs> yes. I'm all about the smoothies in the morning. I find that it's just such a beautiful way to gently start your digestive system. It's super easy to absorb 
And I just have always been someone that loves smoothies. Like yeah. growing up, I just always remember asking my mom, can we make a smoothie? Can we make a smoothie? And it just is so ease. Like it's just, there's so much ease to it. Right. Um, right. But it's all in the go as well. So from that moment on, I just get ready, whether um, we have affirmations around the house as well. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm in certain rooms, I'll be saying certain things. And then I usually go in and have a shower. Yeah. Um, if I'm doing any sort of detoxification plan, then that's when I'll do like dry brushing mm-hmm. or oil pulling or um, I always scrape my tongue. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a practice with Ayurveda that I have um, just resonated with lots and it's very, very good to get like that top layer off. So after I'm doing any um, other sort of cleansing techniques that I'm usually working on with a naturopath or mm-hmm. um, something that I'm doing within my sadhana, then I just get ready for the day. And yeah. I'm like pretty low key. Yeah. Yeah. I wear a lot of white. <laughs> um, and my hair is usually a wild creative mane. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then I start my day. Um, there's a few other things that I will do to base off if I feel called. So within my ritual, um, some mornings I will pull cards, Mm -hmm. some mornings I won't, I don't like to pull cards every single day. And then also sometimes I am doing chanting with Mm -hmm. mantras and, um, other times I'm doing breath work. Right. So it's really nice because I've created, like I've been doing this for so many years that, now I just do it from intuition of right. what I would like. Right. And what's be what is spirit actually calling for me to do? Right. And oftentimes I'll ask myself, okay, spirit, where do we want to go today? Yeah. Yeah. And I always try to lead by that. And I always suggest that to people who have been in such a schedule and routine mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do with space. Like mm-hmm. they get almost paralyzed with a day off. Right. Right. That they just ask, okay, where, spirit, where am I going today? And right. then just follow that. Right. And it's so beautiful because literally I'll run into specific people that I've been thinking about or wanting to reach out mm-hmm. to. And I'll literally like be able to wrap my arms around them. Or I'll be guided to different places, not knowing why I'm going there. Right. And then I'll find something or have just an amazing conversation yeah. with someone and then, you know, I work yeah. as well. Yeah. So I do my creative work in the days, depending on what day it is. Mm-hmm. So I have my actual structure. Yes. Yeah. Um, structure within my business. And then in the evenings, it's all about in summertime, spending as much time outside. Yes. Yeah. Um, a new practice that I've been feeling into yeah. is the gym again. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's not preference yes yeah um and I nearly like did not return Mm -hmm. because I just I feel so much with people and I can feel what they go through and I just don't like the being environments that are very um appearance external Mm -hmm. um ego driven ego driven yeah yeah. But I really have also loved the gym because everyone is there to get healthier. Right. Like no matter how they're carrying themselves, yeah. their purpose there is to do something good. Right. And that's right. what I love. I never um, thought about it that way. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And I always thought in January when, you know, the, the gym gets so busy. The resolution. And, yeah. People yeah. get so upset. Yeah. And I said, 
that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. People are actually becoming aware of how important it is right. for their body to be healed. Yeah. And their body to be moved. And, yes. And I just, I, on, a, on another whole level, I'm just so like bursting so much with gratitude for my partner because he's very well trained at mm-hmm. the gym. He knows, he's just a, an amazing teacher. Yeah. And it's one thing I don't actually have to plan in my life. Like yeah. he has it all planned for us. He teaches me, he'll tell me all the techniques and we'll do it together. So it's yeah. a bonding time for us because yeah. it's something he really enjoys. Right. But it's also um, just being that person that can feel so much of other people or literally get insights from what's happening in someone's life and just that much energy around. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really been able to learn how to be in situations that maybe aren't my ideal situation but I can actually still vibrate at the vibration I want to vibrate right and be in my life and 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 still be able to be in this world that we live in and that's so important because I mean sometimes we just have to go places where you know yeah there's not always that high vibe feeling in there right yeah like walking into really big box stores. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like this. Can we just go over to the finest market? Yeah, exactly. But it's been able to teach me so much about myself. Absolutely. And also the workouts themselves have been like a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. Because I've been learning where different emotions or energies are trapped. And there's so much in my hamstrings. And I just have to giggle about it. But I'm learning so much. Right. And it's like a it's. It's literally actually practicing yoga. At that point, I feel like I am completely practicing yoga um, where I'm completely around and in a certain environment that doesn't resonate with my flowy white dresses, crystals, and mantra and (laughs) kirtan music going around and sage burning everywhere. But it literally teaches me how to practice more love mm-hmm. and to practice more ease and also with myself yeah. too with doing those strength training but I right. literally really I like it that's good yeah that's good. it's only three times a week yes yeah <laughs> but it's, it's good. a max yes. <laughs> yeah. so let's talk about self-care and business that's mm-hmm. the whole theme of today so how do you incorporate your self-care your yoga practices into your business yeah, so my business has been around my spiritual practice. Right. That's how I've created my business to flow and to be, and my self-care practices are non-negotiable. Right. Um, so instead of working your self-care into your business, it's it's the other way around. You work your business into your self-care. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, my, my ritual is like sometimes I – refer to my clients as, okay, we're going to create a non-negotiable ritual for you. Right. Something that you return to every single day and do. It can change. Yeah. They can evolve yeah. and be different, but you're giving yourself time mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything. You're not trying to, you're just not trying anything. You're right. just being. Right. So my business has always been put into my self-care and I will not take a job on mm-hmm. if it potentially can affect my self-care. Right. Right. Which is a lot of trust. Yes. To practice. Um, a lot of boundaries. I was just going to say, like, you have to know and be comfortable with saying no. Yeah. yeah. So boundaries are huge. And knowing that the word no or not doing something that doesn't serve you mm-hmm. or your business mm-hmm. 
is better because it leaves more space for that big yes to come. Right. But in this day and age, do you find that people just want to take on work or they know whatever they, yeah. Yeah. Everyone doesn't have have boundaries. I didn't. Like, you know, there was definitely times where I would distract myself or I would say yes to clients because I cared so much. Right. Um, But then all of a sudden I would have people messaging me at odd times of the night and Mm -hmm. expect me to get back. Right. Whereas if people message me now at night, Mm -hmm. they know I'm going to get back to them as soon as possible. Yeah. And people are actually starting to learn now that if you want to get a hold of me, like pronto, Mm -hmm. you call me. (laughs) Um, Ooh, the scary call. No one calls each other anymore. Um, and it's just instilling that and people respect me more. People right. are actually inspired and interested in like, how you do, how do you do this? Yeah. And cause it's, you know, we, when we're running our own business or starting our own business, mm-hmm. it can be very fearful to say no, because yes. you also have the weight of your financial. I, I wish there was like a little, I, so you, you could see, see me. I'm doing, doing the quote quote fingers. Yeah. Security. Right. Or something that if you say no, oh my, will money come? Right. But that's a sense of scarcity yeah. and lack. Right. And um, that's when we do a lot of sacred mindset work on that. Right. Right. What about burnout? Burnout. Yes. So do you see people and entrepreneurs who you work with burnout from not having personal development or self-care practice in their business? Yeah. I've seen entrepreneurs um, a lot burnout. I've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs too that have, were almost at burnout. Yeah. Or didn't even actually have the self-awareness that they were about to reach it. Right. And burnout is no matter how much you want to do things, even good things. Mm -hmm. Like even doing, Mm -hmm. you know, having a really packed day and then you needing to physically move. It's like, well, maybe it's good just to go and sit in the bath or to literally lay on your floor and put relaxing music on right and just being um there's so much doing and whether it's good or or unaligned Mm -hmm. there's just so much doing yes that our body cannot regenerate right enough to actually be able to sustain and I also find that a lot of entrepreneurs do not look at nutrition until they've reached burnt out right uh, or like burnout. burning out yeah, yeah. Burnt out. <laughs> but you know they haven't um realized the impact of how important it is to eat mm-hmm. and to find a way to fuel their body so much more because at the end of the day you will not be able to make as much money as you desire you will not be able to make as much of an impact as we want to make right um we will not be able to have our creative flow mm-hmm. or any flow within our business if our body is not physically nourished right and it's only going to go for so long right and less someone out there is invincible and hasn't been eating for like 25 years mm-hmm. and is at impeccable health <laughs> and is an entrepreneur yeah. come my way please email me <laughs> My email will be at the end. Of yeah, the yeah exactly. Yeah. But burning out happens and burning out happens also because a lot of people aren't tapped into their soul. Right. They're not tapped into, they don't even understand. Like awareness. So how, what's the first steps then of becoming in tune with awareness? Number one advice for awareness is start by understanding yourself. And understanding how you're following and how you're moving through day to day. So actually going into a reflection state Mm -hmm. and 
asking yourself, what can I do today yeah. to find more balance? Right. And actually taking action after <laughs> Actually that. doing it, actually right? Doing yeah. It. So just like, and that means anything to anyone. Right. Um, and just asking yourself, what can I do to feel better today? Right. Or, you know, if there, I mean, there's a couple questions you can ask, like, what could I do to feel better today? Yeah. You know, how can I feel more love today? Mm-hmm. What, how, what can I do to take care of my being today? Right. And just asking that and then quieting yourself mm-hmm. and asking. Right. And that's what I, the, the biggest recommendation of awareness is going into meditation. Right. Is stopping yourself and then asking that question and Mm -hmm. then waiting for the answer. Right. And the answer could just be blank for weeks or something, but coming back to that space of of meditation. Meditation would be the the one thing I could ever recommend someone to ever do in their life, whether they're an entrepreneur, mom, stay at home mom, anyone, every human being. (laughs) Yes. um, Yes. Is meant to sit down. And meditation doesn't mean like the kind of meditation that I'll do where there's, you know, mantra and chanting and mudras and all these different things. Meditation can literally be that you just sit down at maybe your desk at Mm -hmm. work and just asking yourself one simple question. Right. And a question that is, how can I serve myself more? So coming down into a meditation, um, whether it's at your office desk, literally in your car, please don't do it while you're driving. (laughs) Yes. But, um, you know, well, before you walk into your house, mm-hmm. doing a couple minutes even, right. a couple minutes will go so long and so far in your life and you'll actually start to gain a really good awareness of answers yes, and clarity yes. and spaciousness and being able to focus better. Mm-hmm. Also knowing how to take care of yourself more because you'll get your own intuition will start to talk to you. Right. And when you sit down in meditation, that intuition that I'm talking about, some people will be like, well, it's, you know, I think of all my to-do lists yeah. or yeah. Um, I have so much chatter happening or I literally think so negatively about myself or I'm so uncomfortable and my body hurts or, mm-hmm. and that's the ego literally pulling us out of what's uncomfortable because right. literally coming back to ourself is uncomfortable mm-hmm. because we, at, at the beginning stages, right? right? Yeah. We don't understand it's it's weird to be silent and sitting there it could feel isolating for some Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. but meditation and that stillness will awaken a voice that will literally give you the next step right and that literally could be what you do in that evening or next step in a question you have but your intuition will be that that voice but it's not it's like a soft loving whisper right right so ultimately, the biggest thing that anyone could ever do for awareness is to go within, and that's just to sit. I couldn't agree more. It's it's changed my life. It's what made me start inner evolution, yeah. right? I mean, that came through a meditation. So and you get uh, as soon as you keep doing it, and you practice that habit, and you do it, you will crave it more and more, right? And you will literally start to like to live a life ignited. Yes. Your soul will be on fire. You'll literally start to recognize who you're maybe with mm-hmm. um, that doesn't resonate anymore. If you're, maybe your job doesn't resonate anymore. Yeah. Maybe you want to move. You've always wanted to move, but mm-hmm. you'll start to identify the things that maybe aren't in as much of alignment that yeah. will come in and they'll give you the space to realign yourself. Right. And to 
to tap into the creative beings that we are. Right. And to give ourselves more trust. Like we can practice a lot of trust. Yeah. And following those nudges Mm -hmm. is what's going to elevate your life. Yes, absolutely. Um, Trust. That's a huge one. And even when it comes to business, right? Mm -hmm. What advice can you give, you know, our listeners about trusting in their business? Know that business is always going to go through ebb and flow. It's always going to go through moments where everything is super fluid. Mm -hmm. And then there's this calling of ebb. It's like the moon cycle, that there's a peak of stillness and there's a peak of being full and fully bloomed. And then it's going to, it's just nature. It's like seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go through seasons in business. And when the ebb happens, when that stillness, when things maybe feel stagnant or frustrated or confusing or anything, you know, that isn't just super exciting in business as entrepreneurs, like, um, or even in a career, like when... When you get to that ebb state, practice more. Right. Practice your ritual more. Practice meditation more. Go take trainings. Learn something new. Mm-hmm. Use that ebb state to mm-hmm. actually rediscover something that maybe you weren't completely listening to right. when everything was flowing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, investing in yourself. That's another thing I want to thing. yeah talk to you about because... It seems, you know, that so many people are hesitant or scared or fearful of, you know, not getting the money back or whatever, but making an investment in themselves when it comes to either personal development or business. Or even maybe buying one thing or, that they wanted to or buy whatever. Yeah, it, well, exactly. Yeah. So it's, what kind of advice do you have? People don't like to invest in themselves. One, because it is fearful. It's uncomfortable. Will you get the return back? Yeah. Um, it's change. It right. comes down to change. Right. And the mind and the ego will resist change as much as possible. Right. Um, to avoid experiencing anything less than <laughs> what you would actually experience, which is more alignment, more, ex- mm. you know, you'll learn so much more when you actually invest in yourself and you're, you'll fast track. You're right. right. It literally just comes down to making the choice and right. just doing it no matter how uncomfortable, the more uncomfortable it feels, mm-hmm. but, but the more like you keep going back and being like, Maybe I want to do that. And then going, no, no, no. Maybe I want to do that. Just do it. Like yeah. get over yourself. <laughs> yeah. Literally yes. out of your own way. Um, yeah. And that means that doing something that's uncomfortable mm-hmm. as frequent as possible. Right. Because if you're always leaning into uncomfortability, you're going to grow. Yes. And you're going to have so much more clarity of what your next steps are. Right. And when you um, invest into yourself, whether that is, you know, a program, working with someone, taking a training, going and traveling because yeah. you just want to go and see somewhere, know that really we've been just taught. It's an imposed belief that mm-hmm. investing in yourself is selfish. Right. And that you're supposed to invest in everything else. And even in sacred businesses, when I'm working with my clients that do a lot of karma and selfless service, so many of them are undervaluing themselves. And But then they say, oh, but it's for service. It's for service. And I say, yes. yeah, but you're going to burn out. Right. And you won't be able to put a roof over your head. Right. And then how can you serve? Right. And how can you serve from a place of depletion you can't? Right. So it's uncomfortable. It's always going to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If it's super uncomfortable, just do it. Yeah. Honestly, like, there's no tips or tricks. Other you than just, just got to do it. Do it. Yes. It's like Nike, just do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and know that 
you're going to receive tenfold back. Yes. The more you invest in yourself, the more you discover and become curious and playful with literally learning and mm-hmm. and seeing what you can you know you can do and mm-hmm. and learn and just and create the more it will come back to you. Right. And it just literally comes down to a decision. And the decision is just do it. Like stop making up all of the excuses. I used to make up all of the excuses of why, you know, I wasn't worthy of doing something. Right. Or why maybe I shouldn't because, Mm -hmm. um, and the words should need are coming from your ego. Right. So if you find like, oh, I should go do that, or I need to go and do that, or even I need to book that program or something, ask yourself really why. But the more things that make you feel uncomfortable, you're going to grow from. Right. And you're going to receive the value tenfold. Right, exactly. And I know that from personal experience. Last year, I made the most intense (laughs) investment of my life. Yeah. And, you know, it had a very, very... um, big price tag that I feel as though a lot of people would be so hesitant mm-hmm. to to pay mm-hmm. and I could have bought a brand new car for it yeah yeah <laughs> but I just knew no matter how scary it, mm-hmm. it would feel and I knew that that price tag made, meant so much value mm-hmm. that if I chose yes and chose into that uncomfortable feeling yeah my life would explode open right, right. and that's what happened and it has yeah and that's what happened yeah And I look at that going, that was the best incredible money I've ever spent or that training was the best or, you know, whatever that might be or going and coaching someone for free. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you get to a certain point where you understand if, you you know, how much you can do that because I want that karma. I want that selfless service into my business. Yeah. Um, Because when we we have that selfless service. The universe just keeps co-conspiring with us and it it keeps strengthening that bond that we're not actually attached. Right. So this leads us perfectly into talking about what you do. Mm -hmm. So what is your business? What do you offer? What do you have coming up? Tell all of our listeners. Beautiful. So I have, uh, I have one actually one-on-one four-month mentorship available right now. Mm -hmm. And I opened that up for onboarding in June. And that's where that is like the most shiny gem VIP one-on-one experience that you literally get me unlimited for four months. Right. Uh, And this is for entrepreneurs or? This is um, the one-on-one that I have open for right now is entrepreneurs and ones that want to level their business into a sacred business with ease and flow. So Mm -hmm. actually understanding that you can make exactly the income you want in less time. That is a really big practice that for me is important because I don't feel like money is something to be worked for. I believe that you can allow money to work for you. Right. Um, And just mindset around money and and knowing that we're not meant to be working 60, 80 hours a week. Yeah. We're meant to be having more time to experience life. Yes. And that we do in sacred ritual practices, which is exclusive to, there's a whole new mentorship about this Mm -hmm. that is unlocking different practices for entrepreneurs to weave into their life so that they can tap into ease and flow and make, you know, a six figure plus business. Right. Um, And And that's so perfect. I mean, that's what we're talking about today, right? Yeah. Self-care with business. Yeah. Amalgamating. (laughs) Amalgamating. All together. Yes. 
Yeah. So we take sacred practices, we take mindset, we take strategy, we scale online, mm-hmm. we reach a bigger, broader level of targeted audience. Right. In the online space, there is 8 billion people now on this planet. Mm-hmm. And I do not want to hear someone telling me that the online space will not work. Right. I'm yeah. like, there is 8 billion people yeah. and yeah. it is going to work. Yeah. Um, but the, the biggest thing about this one-on-one is it's only for action takers. It's only for someone that is driven, that wants it. Right. And that wants to make an impact, that wants to be more heart-led, that wants to have the richness of sacred life. Right. Of literally finding a deeper connection with themselves, to follow their intuition, to know trust, to understand completely what they want, to have the clarity and that are ambitious to do it. because. Yeah. My one-on-one isn't available to people that don't take action. Right. Um, right. Because if action isn't implemented, I cannot take you where you can actually go. Right. So it is a very exclusive offering. I don't, because you also get me unlimited Mm -hmm. and you get your sessions um, that are like specifically masterminded sessions. And then you get me unlimited throughout the week. Yeah. And you also get a host of other perks Mm -hmm. working with me one-on-one that is by far like the the best form right and the most value I've ever seen um, not only for myself offering it to people but in the business um, in the industry that I'm in mm-hmm. literally the like the best way to invest yourself and to really catapult you into these new desired areas of life that you want is mm-hmm. through that absolutely um, is it scary and uncomfortable yes and will I call you out on your stuff yes <laughs> because I care and yes. I want And if I didn't, I'd be at a disservice so that people can truly live their life, you know, of time freedom and financial freedom so that they can create the more money that someone has in a sacred business, the more that they can give back and the right kind of giving back that they'll do. Ones that are actually going to change and evolve this world and Mm -hmm. not being put into certain other industries. Right. Right. (laughs) Leave it at that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have my one-on-one. Yeah. And then, and that will take you to fall, which is super exciting that I have one more. Yeah. And then I have a Sacred Millionaire subscription coming out. And so that's just a digital hub. It's more of actually a program for people to go through a group training, a mastermind. Right. But it's developed out where... I'll actually be doing exclusive live trainings for the sacred millionaires. And that's where my Facebook group as well. So I do free trainings in their um, conversations. It's a space where I can help to hold space for people and people can help to hold space for each other. It's safe. You can really talk about anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, we're here to lift each other up. Yeah. Um, But it also is a lot to do with that sacred businesses and business owners can be millionaires without being what millionaire actually potentially is um, framed in our minds. Right. It's an imposed belief of what a millionaire means. Yeah. It's like you can actually have a sacred life Mm -hmm. that you, you literally are a millionaire. Right. And so I'm taking people all along that journey. And um, so the, the Sacred Millionaire subscription is literally the back weavings of what I do. So it's exclusive information that, that no one's ever actually learned to receive. And mm-hmm. it's information that I'm actually just like pulling out of my being that I do on a subconscious level that has taken me where I was to where I am. Right. And so it's called like the internal wiring Ooh, <laughs> of yes. um, what a Sacred Millionaire is and what I do on a day-to-day basis in detail yes. in a very tangible, practical form. You'll get so that- down- people can 
Yeah. So other people can implement in their life. Um, you're going to get nutrition, meditations, Mm -hmm. sacred business tools. We're going to do crystal greetings. Mm -hmm. There's going to be live trainings and Q and a where you actually get to work with me. Mm -hmm. Similar to one-on-one, you get that monthly right and then there'll be a Q&A where basically everyone that is in that subscription can come and ask me questions and yep. then I'll answer them it's been on my heart for quite a while mm-hmm. and I'm just so excited to, to launch it <laughs> I don't have a launch date um, but there will be an exclusive offering for um, the first certain amount of people that join that gets a, like an extra surprise package awesome yeah. awesome and any Anything else coming up that people should know about? Oh, well, I have a host of things. I'm always, I always have a little... Oh, and before we go even further, we didn't talk about Moonchild. Oh, yes. yes. So for those of you who don't know, what is Moonchild? So Moonchild is a jewelry line that I've created out of Bali, Indonesia. And it is created actually with uh, a beautiful... Uh, beautiful gentleman out there and it's a curated jewelry line that is synchronized with gamma energy which is the moon energy Mm -hmm. and it's to remind and inspire to always come back to a playful space and that we are so connected to the phases of the moon and that you can literally have so much alignment occur if you just tap into that specifically. Yes. Yes. Um, and it has a lot to do with Kundalini energy with the, the moonstone itself. Mm-hmm. And that is just this space. I love Bali. Everyone knows that I'm trying to go back to Bali every moment <laughs> I possibly can. Um, and I always talk about it. And I just have been there. And the culture, everything about Bali, it, it feels like home. Mm-hmm. It's its on the stone emerald, which is my birthstone, mm-hmm. which I found out, which is so beautiful. And uh, that is a way for me to give back to the community that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have that gentle reminder. So you can find that on my website. And I have an annual event coming up here locally in Regina that we put on every year. And it's a long table dinner event. Mm-hmm. And it's out in the orchards um, by Lumsden in the vineyard out there that we do once a year. And that's a really fun project because I love bringing people together around food to create conscious conversation. Yeah. There'll be live music. That's on June 10th. Woo-hoo. So that's on my website. Yeah. And yeah, that's like really it for like. Right now, couple yeah, couple months, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so exciting! You've got so much good stuff going on. Thank you. It's always fun because when you get to a point of of understanding what you want and where you want to go and and who you're serving, you can become so playful with what you do, and you know you can have different businesses based off of. Um, like I have a some another business where I actually go and teach business and sacred tools, and also incorporate food in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's different avenues that you can start to level up and do different things. But really the strongest thing that I could ever say to someone is no matter how inspired or creative you feel and how much you want to offer, mm-hmm. really come back to who you're serving. Right. When you get so inspired, mm-hmm. you want to almost weave that into your business, yeah. but you don't have to. Right. And there's no need to, and we don't have to teach everything and we don't have to do everything. Right. Um, and it's something that I even learned, like I used to do certain things in my online business for my clients that I don't offer anymore because yeah. 
I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just suggest someone that that's their expertise. Right. On, and I'd rather lift the community up that way. Yes. And we don't have to do it all. We don't have to be it all. We don't have to offer everything. Yeah. Um, because there is, as soon as you kind of roll into such an inspired area, you almost want to do everything. Right. Yes. But then you lose focus of your yeah. why and you lose focus of the way and, and in business at the end of the day, like clarity and clear understanding of what someone does will make someone buy easier. Right. And you can right. impact them that much more. Right. When you identify exactly what you do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not that it won't ever change or evolve and you can kind of level to do different things or start different things. Mm-hmm. But I just see so many people wanting to do so much and they're yeah. in their foundational stages of their business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just can become so distracting. And wow. I kind of, I did it. I yeah. was like, I'll still do nutrition and do this and do that. And I was yeah. like, wait, 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 let's roll back here. Yes. Um, and then that's when abundance happens. Yes. That's when actually you will hit a peak of going, wow. And then all of a sudden it explodes again and you're in this whole new space and it keeps doing that. Um, so just, I highly recommend for anyone that wants to start a business Mm -hmm. is really identify who you want to serve, what it is, Mm -hmm. get that going so strong, like just focus, laser focus on that one thing, get it flourished, allow that seed to grow into a little blossom. Yeah nurture it there's going to be ebbs and flows there's going to be a lot of learning curves Mm -hmm. a lot of fun adventures and with these adventures there's going to be times where maybe you literally don't know what you got yourself into Mm -hmm. or just surprises along the way yeah um and to surround yourself with people that are doing what they love right and Find that network, find people that you resonate with and just explore and keep exploring, but stick to that why and stick to that one thing until it gets to a point where you can now do a few other things because with our whole divine flow and our way our mind is actually structured is when too much change happens, when there's so much occurring, our brain can get overloaded and almost in a space of paralyzation where it's just like you don't know exactly what to do or what your next step is and that's the biggest thing that I could recommend and the with the knowing who you serve and what how you're doing that and I mean that can come in many forms but invest into yourself in some form and invest into to getting really clear on that having someone that has already potentially done it or been in business for longer help you mm-hmm. to fast track you so that you don't because there's so many little bumps in the road that you'll find in the, that adventure that surprises you and you need that accountability and that someone to go and talk to because a lot of people just won't even they'll just put their hands up and yeah. go this is too hard yeah, or, it's not for me yeah. or I have nothing to sell or do and really it's at that peak moment of change of Mm -hmm. that resistance Mm -hmm. that that bud will start to blossom right and so know that you're never alone no matter how lonely it may feel as well Mm -hmm. but to really focus on who you serve and why and become so good at that right yeah right exactly and of course making sure to always practice you right and And practice you and and when you're in the that um once you have that identified, start to create that structure. Right. Start to um, 
come and join Sacred Millionaire. We just did a little live <laughs> yes, training on that. So <laughs> of course, Laurel just goes action take <laughs> and puts it in her planner. And I just like I feel so incredibly blessed that you've literally taken so much mm-hmm. of um, just so much of my teachings and so many things within the live trainings um, and just took action mm-hmm. and did it. And mm-hmm. that comes back to that you practice self-development, self-care, mm-hmm. your your ritual. Right. And when you're in those foundational stages of entrepreneurs, that's when people will work like 20 hours yeah. and they're like, yeah, the 2 a.m. hustle. Like, <laughs> I remember talking to my virtual assistant yesterday and we were just going, how is this possible? Like you're going to reach burnout. And that's why a lot of businesses won't actually flourish is because they they've hustled along they've grinded along and there's like this sort of pride of like oh I work so much yeah yeah that um they reach burnout and then their business crumbles right underneath them because they can't support it but yeah. if you can start to weave into your structure right now self-care mm-hmm. And not doing everything every single day. Right. Um, start to actually create blocks of times to do specific things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. get yourself into that structure so that you can allow flow to happen. Right. Because if we have that scattered brain, we are kind of like a whirlwind dust storm running around. Um, you won't actually be able to receive the the sales as much as you have the capacity to. Right. When you're not tending to, one to your personal development and self-care practices and, and meditation, like mm-hmm. one thing like meditation, meditation, repeat yes. after me, meditation. Yes. <laughs> but if that's not being tend to, and you're just going and going and going, that dust storm is going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you won't be actually able to sell at the capacity that you can or be able to receive because you're in a constant state of doing. And the energy of the universe knows two things, doing, like giving and receiving. Right. Doing and being. Right. So if you're always in the state of doing, Mm -hmm. you cannot receive. Right. And you need to drop down into this space of receiving. And so one of the biggest things is meditation. Yes. Because you're literally just being. Yes. You're just. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I've learned from you is like, I just wanted to hustle, right? And I and I used my passion yeah. as an excuse, right? <laughs> There's a little finger quotes, right? To hustle. And I just felt like I just want to work. I just want to work all the time. I have so many great ideas, but I was never allowing space to receive. And then, of course, I take your tips. I schedule literally, you guys, in my day planner, I wrote receive in different times. And that's when I put my work away and I either just sit in meditation or if it's during the day, I spend time with my kids, but having that time to receive. Mm-hmm. And I noticed immediately already a change in how I feel and a change in how my business feels and I'm receiving right now. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And it's the one thing that people have so opposite and I just love when I can teach that to someone. It right. literally makes my heart so happy when I can be at service in that mm-hmm. capacity for someone to understand the importance of receiving mm-hmm. and their business blows up Yeah, and that there is so much more to entrepreneurship than just building a business. Right. Entrepreneurship is literally a discovered of self. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's only going to be a certain amount of people that want to do that mm-hmm. or find maybe self within that. Mm-hmm. But 
when you become an entrepreneur or when you're at different levels of entrepreneurship, you're going through self-development because your business will not bloom into what it can bloom if you don't tend to the garden. Like if you don't tend to that seed. Right. And that seed is you Mm -hmm. because we're the the portal of the creative energy and that creative idea that you have. And so with my one-on-one, the the most incredible point is actually taking six and seven figure business owners Mm -hmm. that have literally grinded it away to get it to that point Mm -hmm. and then teaching them these sacred tools Mm -hmm. and and that exclusive one like one-on-one um techniques that i have that the literally their business then goes into a whole new area but they're receiving so much more and they have more calm and they experience life yeah and there's because you can make a bunch of money with scarcity you can yeah it can happen but for them to find that trust and that ease and the flow within Mm -hmm. their business Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden yes their income increases even more and then they are able to like tap into this whole new level yeah and they just didn't actually i'm like they didn't understand that sacred elements and personal growth mm-hmm. is by far the best thing to invest into. Yes. And that is blocking off that time. Mm-hmm. And that might be literally if you're an entrepreneur that doesn't eat yeah. at lunch. Yes. Blocking yeah. that time. And it's just a boundary with ourselves because we don't have a boss that's going to tell us, like, it's your lunch break. Yes. Yes. We don't have that anymore. So we have to be accountable to ourselves. And, and by doing that is investing into masterminds, personal growth, one-on-ones, yes. those things, because you have a community. Yeah. And not only when you invest into these different programs and like your subscription box, they're learning about this other community that's out there because mm-hmm. they're receiving all of one, your services and everything that you have mm-hmm. to to give with your personal development pa- plans and then this podcast and then the boxes themselves. But mm-hmm. within that box mm-hmm. is a host of a community, this whole hub yes. of love yes. of people that they can start to reach out to and, and become closer with in the community so that when you start a personal development life or when you're starting to incorporate sacred rituals, Especially then in, in business, sometimes people are like, how's that going to work? Or right. Some, some yeah. sort of like egotistical judgment that literally it has, I've seen it a million times and they can yeah. talk to me, but yeah. that the, yeah. those, those aspects of business could be lonely. Yes. And so by getting your subscription in that box for mm-hmm. them to open it and find all of these elements mm-hmm. that you've curated based off of theme, like based off of the intention of the mm-hmm. month. One, they're, you know, they have focus of what to do for that month mm-hmm. and what to have their intention on. But then they also start to weave a web literally around the world of right. different people that are vibrating at such a high frequency that yeah. you can come up to as well. So any last words or advice for everyone listening when it comes to either business or self-care or spirituality? Three things. Yeah. Meditate. <laughs> yes. Meditate. Um, that will start for you to discover really the depths of what we have within. Yeah. And for you to unlock the creativity, the awareness, the Clarity, everything, meditation yes. by far is going to start that sacred journey. Right. 
buy something about personal development, <laughs> anything and yeah. everything, and just do it. Like yes. whether that's a course, working with someone specifically, a product, boxes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, do something for yourself. Yeah. And do something for personal development every single month. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, you know, you're you have three one-on-one coaches or, you know, something. So like do a mixture of things. Right. That's going to help you with everything. So different variety. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, just purchasing six packages for programs, all in these different areas. Right. Too much is going to be, you're not going to be able to take action and implement. The biggest thing about personal development is that people don't implement what they've just read. Absolutely. So doing something for yourself every month for personal development mm-hmm. and not bombarding yourself by too much so mm-hmm. that you can implement yes. and take action. So whatever is calling to you the most right now, do that right. and just do it Yeah, and stop making up all the excuses mm-hmm. because your, you know, 10 Starbucks coffees can probably equal the amount of a subscription box. Yeah, to- totally. <laughs> and totally. Starbucks yeah. is Great. Sorry, Starbucks. If yeah. You're listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you could create a really beautiful French press. Yes. <laughs> at your home, and then buy into a personal development box or book yes. or program or one-on-one anything and everything like yeah. a retreat or event that's happening locally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get involved and do something for your personal development. And then the third thing for business is structure mm-hmm. so flow can happen mm-hmm. when you have more systems in place and structure and laser focus one you can actually focus on what you're doing and not um when we try to multitask yeah. we don't get that one thing done yes. beautifully right and we don't allow ourselves space to just do that one thing mm-hmm. so structuring yourself to do certain things at different times and to have that flow there um, will create consistency. You'll never forget anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not feeling inspired or you're sick or something, you can still have systems running in the background that are, you know, creating that yeah. consistency because the more we show up, the more we'll bloom as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you. This thank is you. so good. Um, so for everyone listening, I will put all of Brittany's contact information, how to get a hold of her, how to work with her in the show notes so that people can get a hold of you. So yeah, thank you thank so much. You. And uh, it was great interviewing you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everybody for tuning in. And that's a wrap, my beautiful friends. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Brittany Reed. She is just such an amazing person. She is full of wisdom and knowledge and it was such a pleasure to sit down and you know talk to her about self-care personal development spirituality and business and how to incorporate all of those aspects into our life one thing that I do want to point out before I end this podcast is something that Brittany said and this really stands out for me it is including your business into your personal development and self-care you know, creating your business around your life instead of the other way around. And I think that's really important and something that I'm striving for. And I hope you all try to do that as well. You know, we need to be putting our lives first, our passions first, caring for ourselves first. And that's how our business will flourish. 
So if you want to know more about Brit, how to get a hold of her, how to work with her, check out the show notes for this episode. All of her information will be there, links to her social media and to her website. And I can't wait for you guys to check her out because she is just incredible. So if you like this podcast, you guys, make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. And make sure to stay tuned for next week's podcast, where I'm going to be talking about the changes that you may go through when you start to incorporate personal development and spirituality into your life. Hey, no, 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 no.